Hey followers, this is Movie Maker Doug 55. Today I have a very special guest with me today, along with my coach and actor, Andy McPhee. We have Jason Wider, and he's going to share his incredible story. Welcome, Jason. Hi, Doug. Thanks for that. Hi, Andy. How are you? Yeah, good, mate, and thanks for joining us. You're in Melbourne, Australia. At the moment, I'm in LA. Doug's in Phoenix, Arizona, and you guys are going through some um, pretty uh, intense times at the moment in Melbourne. People are starting to get restless and riot. There's a fear of riot starting to happen. Police are heavy-handed, so it's pretty pretty tough times at the moment there. Yeah. Yeah, it certainly is. Um, you know, things are going on that we probably haven't seen here for a long time. Uh, yeah. Everyone's yeah. getting a bit stressed with all the uncertainty that uh, COVID nineteen's. Yeah. Plus, and being in a stage four lockdown um, restrictions at the moment made it hard on everybody. Yeah, for sure. We've done a few interviews, Doug and Doug's done a few interviews on the channel here with uh, you know people I've introduced him to who deal with mental health and they live in Melbourne. And just discussing that, we've got a few more people we're going to be talking about that over the next few weeks. You know how people are dealing with it. Maybe some you know suggestions they can give to people who are struggling. So. But anyway, look, thanks for joining us. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, I hate to say it, mate, but it's about yeah, 38 degrees here today, a little bit warm. You know, what well, do you got your heater on, mate, have you? Because it's a little bit chilly there. No, I've been lucky. We've got the sun out today, so oh, heater's wow. not on. It was on, it was on last night, I will admit. It was a bit chilly uh, last night, but we're getting yeah. there. We're catching up. We're catching up. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, look, Doug, um, I'll let you uh, start this uh, great interview off with um, Jason sharing a bit of his uh, life story. So away you go. For sure. So, Jason, what are you doing now in your career? Yeah, so Doug, um, my career, I work for myself. Uh, I've got my own little business uh, in real estate and I service a small pocket of Melbourne. And I got there spending most of my life um, being a real estate agent. And it was just one of those things that I thought over time I want to get into. So that's pretty much it, working for myself as a real estate agent with a lot of uh, side projects as well. That's really cool, man. So how hot is it in Melbourne right now? Uh, now it's probably around about maybe 20 degrees. 18, 20 degrees, something like that. So it's not too hot. I can't tell you what that is in Fahrenheit. Sorry, my conversion rates are terrible. But okay. yeah, it's not it's not as hot as what you've got there, I believe. Yeah, I live in Phoenix and it, the hottest it got today was 115 degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> oh, that does sound hot. If I'm trying to think of that in Celsius, I think it can be, is that somewhere near the 35s, 38s? Yeah, that's that's something like that. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's very hot here. So after that, I must ask, you have low vision. Can you share your journey of low vision and how you overcame struggles to create a new future for yourself? Yeah, look, I'm happy to share that. So I... I've got about 5% of my eyesight left in one eye. So when we talk about 5%, it's not that it's blurry, it's very central. So I can only see a really, really tiny central portion 
of what I would generally see if I could, had full vision. Um, and now that was came about because I have diabetes as a complication, one of many. And I got diabetes when I was 11. So then, back well, then, that's, you know, uh, it was that's well, really young. It's it's young. It's young. Um, I hadn't lost my eyesight by that stage. I'd I had managed my diabetes pretty pretty well um, up until a point where I kind of had this fear that I of going low. So my sugar was going low, so I always kept it on the higher side. And that was when I was you know in the younger stages. And unfortunately, when I was growing up, you know they said you've got the two options: you can sit normal. If you go too low, then you risk the chance of basically dying, going to a camera and dying. So I was so scared of that that I'd sit on the higher side of the uh, sugar scale. So we're talking about the 15 mark, which, I again, they, I know they convert it differently in the United States. But the sitting in the higher side leads to long-term complications. So over time, it affected my kidneys, it's affected my eyesight, it's affected my nerves and my heart. So really, I've got every side effect or complication from di that diabetes can offer. Wow, and that's... That's pretty full on, Jason. You know, I, I understand diabetes does that, but I've not met anyone who's at such a young age just just got the whole lot, the whole shebang. Wow, that must have been a lot to mm. deal with. It certainly was. Like, I mean, it all came on at a sudden. So when I was about 21 onwards, it, it started, that's when we started noticing the differences. So, you know, I had a good a good run where my sugars were sitting very high. So we got to the point where, because I'd already kept it at a high level, that I then became, any adjustment, my insulin would send me one direction or the other. So I'd either go too high or too low. And the doctor basically told me, well, you're better sitting a little bit higher than you are lower because you risk the chance of going into the comas. So whilst we're sitting in the higher stages, that's still damaging my body. And then I think when I got to about 21, we started noticing changes in the kidneys and my blood pressure especially. So my blood pressure was spiking up pretty high. And then eventually I started noticing changes in the eyesight. I was getting laser treatment for this prior as well because they, they monitor it yearly and notice that vessels were sort of getting bulgy and that which they needed to treat. So over time, my eyesight was uh, slowly deteriorating. Kidneys' uh, health was deteriorating, my nerves were deteriorating, and even my heart, so my veins are basically like lead pipes at the moment. And so all this comes upon from the diabetes. But as we're talking about, you know, I lost my vision back in probably, I think it was 2006, 2007. And I knew that was happening. So I knew that was going to occur. Uh, and so I got in touch with Vision Australia and they sort of guided me through learning how to use different techniques and adapt to what was going to be the outcome. And so I was really prepared for it. So when we talk about the impact that may have had, that I don't think it would have been as bad had I not been prepared. And, and Jason, just jumping in there. Um, so you, to be clear, it was just the one eye that was really severely damaged and causing the low vision. Or did you lose eyesight in both, but then you regained that at some stage? Uh, yeah, so I've lost complete eyesight in my left eye. Um, that's never going to come back to normal. Uh, my right eye, I have that central vision, but that does from time to time bleed out or go blurry. So I'll have no vision. There'll be days that I have no vision, and that can fluctuate. 
the reasons behind that could be my blood pressure's a bit out or my blood sugar levels a bit out. So I'll go on to another point quickly is uh, 10 years ago, I had a kidney and pancreas transplant. And that basically means I'm not technically a diabetic anymore, but I have the opposite where my sugars go low. And when that happens, my I just get all these white speckles and flashes through my eyesight, which again, will leave me pretty much incapacitated. I can't see a thing when that happens. And that could last 40 minutes, uh, you know, could last 10 minutes. It all depends. Well, and, and when you say like white speckles, that's what you see in front of your, your visions or flashes. You mean like large flashes or they're just... Yeah, they could be large flashes. could be like lightning. It could be just a, a very quick, bright white flash. It could be the between, flicks between black and white and all these sort of things. And it varies. Wow, that's incredible, man. Like, like since we've been doing this series, and I'm sure Doug will have something to say about it, is like just you look at yourself and go, wow, the things you used to complain about and then you hear incredible stories like yours um, and other people who've had, you know, um, unfortunate accidents, but they've got through that to where they are now. And the more we hear these shares and like, like your shares, you know, like to be honest, um, and it's not taking away from any of the other stories by any means, but you have dealt with a lot it's not just one thing like you've had a whole body uh dysfunction in vital organs and you know th like seriously mate that's uh incredible how you you've kept going and dealt with that and and mm. and you find it's a bit of a struggle to to manage your health at certain times like through diet or uh stress anything like that or you got that pretty well on top of it no, that's that's something again. It's it's very much hour by hour. So right now, you know, talking, I'm feeling great, but the next hour I could potentially be on the floor. So we just gotta we gotta play it as it goes. I have, I get feelings that will lead up to knowing what's going to happen. So there's these little feelings that do come about. Again, they could be confused because my nerve system doesn't give me the feedback that. It, it would do if I was healthy. So there's certain things that may occur that you just don't, that might not be related. Diet and all those sort of things, they don't really, my, my body reacts differently to the diet. So for instance, when I exercise, when I'm doing cardio work, my heart rate and blood pressure drops to the point where I get dizzy and I feel like I'm going to pass out, whereas technically it should go up. So you know, I'm, I'm restricted from the type of cardio exercises that I do. And when I eat certain foods, my blood sugar could spike quickly and then drop low very quickly. Um, and these are things that you wouldn't expect to increase the sugar. So having a glass of water, if I drink that too fast, my sugar shoots up and then comes down really quickly. So I've got to watch how much I drink when I drink it. Uh, you know, I find some of the best things that keep me stable a lot of the unhealthy things, so chocolate, cheese, and coffee. If I stick to that, I'd probably be safe. Well, isn't that incredible? Like, just hearing that, like, you drink water too quickly, it, it bangs your sugar up, yet all the things that they say use minimally, you have to use to keep yourself functioning. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. Well, my doctors are baffled and they just, I mean, look, we all have a joke about it because he goes, how many people would love to be able to sit there and eat chocolate all day and that's how they keep I themselves know. right? 
Yeah. Wow. But, look, it's not... Yeah, it sounds, it sounds horrible, but at the end of the day, we manage. It's still, you know, I'm here to tell a story, and that's what I love about yeah, it. Yeah, that, and that's, you know, that's, ten years. that's a part of it, Jason, is like you dealing with that um, and, and the other stories that we have on here. Inspiration's one thing. Yes, we definitely want to insp- inspire people, but inspiration doesn't do a, a damn thing unless you take action. I can be inspired by your story or anyone's story here and go, yeah, yeah, God, that so inspired me. Yeah, to do what? I need to do something. I've got to, if I'm going to be inspired, then I've got to look at my life and see what needs to be cleaned up, tidied up, what I need to do, and then take action on that because your story inspired me or Janine Shepard's story inspired me or someone else's story inspired me or someone who never had anything go wrong in their life. They just made a choice in their life. Like Richard Norton decided to do judo at a, 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 mm. as a teenager. That led him to do karate because he, he saw karate and preferred that. That led him to being part of Bob Jones' Zendu Kai industry where he helped format that, which led him to becoming a world-renowned martial artist in films with Jackie Chan, Bodyguard to David Bowie, Rolling Stones, Linda Ronstadt. That all came out of a choice of a kid doing judo. And, you know, so yeah. whatever it is that inspires you, you got to take action. You can sit there and be inspired all day, but nothing's going to change. You have to take action into that. Um, so we appreciate yeah. these stories. Hey, Doug, over to you, mate. I'm sure you got a lot of questions. Yeah. After hearing what you said, I I was almost and I was pretty much in awe. Like I was shocked. That's really incredible. What are your plans for the future? in strange times such as COVID? Yeah, that's a good question. We don't know what's happening moving forward. Um, right now, you know, I'm, uh, my, look, I'm not so much concerned about myself because I, I, I can work secluded. I can connect with people. I mean, we're lucky at the moment we're in a time where we can still connect with people even though we are in lockdown. Um, I was talking to Andy about this the other day, in fact. It was we were talking about, imagine this happened to us 20 years ago when we didn't have the communication technology we've got today. We'd be in lockdown and then how do we connect with someone? We have call them up on an old, old telephone. That's all we would have. So really, it, even though it does sound like it's negative things at the moment, these can be positive. And then moving forward, so my plans for the future is I'm, I've got a bit more time on my hands, so I'm starting to become a personal trainer, which is something I wanted to do when my, I started having my vision loss. But they all turned around and said, no, you can't because you're not going to get employed at it. So I've got plenty of time to finish my studies there now, at least the, um, at least the written work on it. The practical work is a bit hard because we can't connect with um, people to train. But I can get all the paperwork side of things out. I'm catching up on a, on a backlog of paperwork for my business. I'm able to connect with more um, disability support organisations to help promote and advocate for disability inclusive programs. So I'm working on a couple of those at the moment. So fitness programs, um, you know, I'm even talking with uh, Andy to see if he can help me out with some of his life coaching because uh, I've seen what a great job he's done with you, Doug, that this would be great to pass on to a lot of other people who are suffering right now. And I, through my volunteer work, I've come across many people that could benefit from this. So these are all things moving forward in this, you know, uncertain COVID times that I can work on. And that's where my future is sort of directing me to is I want to start showing people you're not restricted by your circumstances, get out there, do something. But as Andy has said, and I 100% agree with this, is it's, it's fine to be inspired by someone, but you've got to take action on that inspiration, be motivated by it, then go out there and take those actions, those steps, because you're not going to get anywhere not doing it. Hey, yeah. Andy, 
Tell them about what I do as far as being relentless and unstoppable. Oh, you want me to build you up now? Okay. Because <laughs> I promote your channel. <laughs> um, yeah, look, I was actually going to mention it anyway um, at the start because we, we sometimes forget people will just jump in on one of these episodes and they're not really, um, <coughs> excuse me, they're not really sure of what this is all about. What it's about is Doug has high-functioning autism. I started working with him as a coach and mentor about five years ago, six years ago, maybe now. And it was to do with acting because his brother wanted to be an actor. And I was coaching his brother. His brother pulled out, didn't want to do it anymore. He chose another you know, avenue in life, which was fine. So I started working with Doug. I got into Doug's world. If he's not interested in acting per se, he was very... Uh, into his writing as being an author. And at that time he'd written a few books and I went, this is great. So why don't we keep working on that? Why don't we build up your social media who I am literally no expert at, but nowadays you can be an expert in whatever you want. If you research things and use auntie Google and I mean, what is it? Uncle Google and auntie, auntie um, YouTube. <laughs> you just got to <laughs> ask your uncle and auntie and just I'll tell you, mate. Um, that's not my quote. That was given to me by a, another leader, which I thought was quite funny. Um, but yeah, he, we wanted to build it up. And literally, I'm telling you, he had, I don't even think he had 100 people on his YouTube channel. He's just clicked 4,000 on there now. And, and, and we're in, helping to inspire people because not only does we organize this Relentless and Unstoppable series to bring people on like yourself just to share how they got over hurdles and obstacles in life, you know. And yeah. Doug also, he interviews race car drivers. He interviews uh, people who, you know, directed movies, produced movies, maybe not big blockbusters, but, you know, movies that he's, he's fond of. The thing about Doug is he's taken on every bit of coaching, right? And he's relentless in making this work. And it's already proven, like uh, the latest books he's written, uh, his journey on autism, uh, now it's rated around about 3,000 on Amazon International. Now, if I had a book that was around 3,000 best-selling, I'd be really happy with myself that if I got that high. And there was that point when it up to, Well, hang on, hang on, Doug, one sec. That book, you asked me to blow you up, I'm blowing you up. Don't interrupt and start blowing yourself up. Right? <laughs> you asked me to do something, I'm going to do it. Um, and so then he got to 300 on Amazon weeks ago. And I thought, this is amazing. And then 15th in the UK. So we, we just keep him intentional, like keeping his schedule strong. Does Doug get overwhelmed because of his autism? Yes, because his autism, he just wants to have so much going on and keep moving forward where I have to pull him back and go, Doug, no, you've got you to stick with the present time right now where you are now. Stick with this now. Have a whiteboard we set up and have your future there if you want a, a steady schedule. And he's doing it all. And uh, he manages his, um, his stress levels by taking breaks during the day, walking. He's, he's down from 310 pounds to about 210 pounds. He's training in the gym. He's eating healthy. Uh, he had a serious sugar addiction, which could have led to some serious diabetes, you know? Yeah. Um, so I couldn't be more proud of this young man um, that I'm coaching at the moment. And... Uh, He's taken over my YouTube channel now to build that up because I, to be honest, I can't be bothered. It's not in my realm. I, I want it there, but I don't want to do it. So that's part of the deal. Find someone who can do it for you. So we came to a bartering system and 
it's working out. So uh, I hope I haven't blown your head up too much, Doug, like stretched out across the room. But, you know, uh, oh, what, did I bore you? Oh, no, I, bore no, I, you? That, I just I get yeah. tired at this time of day. <laughs> I was going to say, Doug, you're letting out the air that was blowing your head up at the point. Yeah, was that no, what it was no. all about? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Mate, that... That, yeah, that planet in the background is going to be a minuscule point when his head's as big as it is. Or getting yeah, as big as it is. Good, good on you. But Doug, it's well deserved. I have watched a lot of your stories on there. And look, I'll tell you now, they have inspired me too. Um, you know, you, you never, no matter how much you do, there's always points of inspiration everywhere you look. And Doug, you know, I've got to thank you for having this channel because listening to some of the stories from other people that you share and even your own story has even some from time to time helped me keep pushing forward. Hey. This is just to add to the conversation to make this episode interesting. But Andy, would you be okay if I tell him a funny story that I have from high school? It took place during my dark period, but it was really funny. Okay, as long as it's within the time constraints, because you know your stories can get like You think I can talk, huh, mate? Okay, all right, I'll just tell you what happened. In my junior year of high school, which was the first bad year that I had in my rough spot. I was in a geometry class with an instructor named Mr. Wu. <laughs> and what happened was uh, he was nice for the most part, but he was very annoying. Like if he asked you a question and if you gave an answer that was incorrect, he always was like, no. And he did it for an extended period of time. Uh, what happened was the assignment was I had to come up with a rap based on the topics of geometry that he taught. And I developed a sleep disorder in my junior year. And so I didn't know about the rap until the day that it was supposed to happen, you know. And what happened was Mr. Blute came up to me and was like, where's your rap, Doug? And I was like, a rap and he was like yeah the one I had you work on where is it and I was like I realized that I didn't work on it and I was like uh it's in my binder right here and I pointed to my binder and the teacher was like okay then I'll see you at the front of the class which was obviously his way of saying I don't believe you but okay I'll just go with it you know and what happened yeah. was I tried cheating by coming up with it at the last second and the teacher noticed. And so he, to foil me, he called me and my partners up to present ours first, you know? And at that point I was like, okay, I'm going to make this up as I go along. So I, when I came to the front of the classroom, my partners did a fake beat with sounds and I made up the rap entirely on the spot for a record time of like seven minutes. And in the middle of my performance, uh, I looked, I did a fake drum solo and I looked over to my teacher and he was looking at me like this. And so I could tell that he knew I was making it up as I went along. And by the time it was over, the class gave me a standing ovation. Like they all got on their feet and, and applauded. And so I looked over to Mr. Wu and I gave him a smug grin like this. <laughs> and Mr. sort of looked at me and was like, yeah, sure, whatever, Doug. I know you didn't plan for this, but okay. Uh, that's cool, mate. <laughs> 
What do you think about stories? That and look, you know, like it's all these um, stories that we do, um, like these life journeys. Um, um, it, it just, it, there's really no, we're not looking for magic here. What, we're, what we started this is to share Doug's story and it just keeps growing and growing. So when I say we're not looking to um, have something magical happen, magic will happen when people inspire, get inspired and then start taking action. Um, so listen, Doug, we've run out of time, mate. We have to go. Um, so Jason, I really thank you. I'd like to ask you one question before we go. What, what can you offer to people who are in a similar situation to you and even people who are not in that situation, they just get stuck in the stories in their head that they can't. I understand COVID is, is a bit of an issue at the moment. Of course it is, you know, mm. but it's going to go away. But even now, what can you offer people um, who are dealing with, you know, severe health issues, um, also dealing with um, just being stuck in a story in their head thinking they just can't move forward and this is what I'm going to do every day, this stinking job I hate. So what can you offer? Well, best thing I could, I could offer there is if you've got something, if you've got a dream or a desire or something you want to achieve, take the first step. Don't keep it in your head. Don't write it down and never take action on it. As you say, Andy, just take that first step. Look, it's, you, you're never going to do it right the first time. It takes practice over and over again to get to where you want to go and take steps. One step leads to the next. Yeah. And don't let fear stop you. Fear is in your head most of the time. Obviously, don't do it where it's going to put your life at risk, but at the same time, do something and just do something. That's it. It's, it's, you've got visions, you've got dreams, so go for them. Don't let anyone or anything hold you back. And I've got to say, Jason, with all the things you're dealing with, if you mention to people about losing their vision, that's a, that's a fearful thought for people. Um, you know, like, you know, people have lost hearing, you know, okay, it's not good, but you talk about losing vision or you know, having serious issues, you know, internally with organs like that, you know, your heart and, you know, kidneys and liver, that's stressful. But I'm telling you, you talk about people losing their vision. That's something that you just like, oh, my God, I'd never want to lose my vision. Yeah. And look, you, you have a sense that do pick up on that. But I'll, I'll, one thing is I'm a poker player. So I believe you get dealt a set of cards. You do the best you can with a hand. Right. Yeah. You can win a game. You can win a whole poker tournament just on a bad hand. So you just go mm -hmm. with it. Don't let things hold you back. There's nothing. These are all in your head. These are things, restrictions that you place upon yourself. I could yeah. say, yes, I've lost my vision. I don't have, you know, I don't have the hours in a day that most people do because I have to put my feet up a lot of the time. But there's things I can do whilst I'm able to do it that can be productive to lead me to where I want to be. So that's all yeah. I can say. I mean, you know, just don't let restrictions hold you back. If you've got a desire, COVID, no COVID, use the time you've got, make the best of the hand you've got, and you never know. You'll probably come out a winner anyway. Yeah, for sure, man. That's great. All right. Well, thanks, Jason. I really appreciate you sharing that because I, I didn't even know half of what you just shared. That's, I was like, Doug, I'm like, <laughs> wow, holy cow, man, you're a champion. You really are. You know? yeah. yeah, look, we've got only half an hour to spare on this one. I could go on for hours too, but look, we covered <laughs> the points, right. I think. And look, I as long as for hours too. Well, we, 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 can, we can have another reconnection with you at another time, uh, Jason, for sure. Um, it oh, look, be it's really, been a pleasure. Really yeah. Look, it's All been right, a pleasure. Look, um, well, thanks, Jason. I definitely will get in contact with you about um, setting up another interview, you know.
Thanks, Andy. Appreciate that. Right, Doug, Doug, thank you. It's been an honour meeting you. Doug, yeah, two champions in front of me. Yeah. Doug and <laughs> So I want right, to... Uh, Doug, where you go, mate? Yep. I want to thank you both for coming onto my channel today. I had a lot of fun, and we'll see you next time on Being Relentless and Unstoppable. You certainly will.